it burns! Oh, it burns! They're coming to get you, Barbara. Welcome to the Real Demons of Pop Culture Podcast. I am James Ippolitti, and I am also known as Dr. J on TikTok. TikTok famous, retired demon hunter, knower of things, all kinds of fun stuff. So this is episode 12, Dahmer's Demons, and we're going to get right into that. But if you haven't checked out my episode last week, it's a bonus episode. It's my interview with Frankie Castanilla, also known as the Chaotic Witch Ant Online. We talked about their book, Spells for Change, A Guide for Modern Witches, as well as hexes and movies and TV and so much more. Go check that out. I'm also super excited to announce that I'm putting together a Demons of the Ars Goetia coloring book. It's going to be illustrated by my great friend, Chris Blake Sasser. It's going to be in three volumes. So each coloring book will have 24 demons, and 24 times three will be the 72 Demons of the Ars Goetia. Uh, so if you sign up for my newsletter, that link is in the show notes. You will get like every Friday I send out a newsletter and I'm doing little behind the scenes, giving you information about the coloring book as it's being put together, doing some sneak peeks at some of the artwork. So go into the show notes and hit that uh, link for the newsletter, sign up so you don't miss any of that stuff and you're up to speed with everything going on with the coloring book. And that's just the first of the real demons of pop culture things that are coming up. But that one I'm very excited about because it's something I think is fun to put together and I think you'll also love it so much. Before we dive into this week's episode, let's do the lucky number mind reading game that I do every week. The way this works is I'm gonna think of a lucky number I'm going to count to three. There's going to be some silence. While I think of that number, you're going to try to think of what I'm thinking, and you're going to write it down. And at the end of the episode, I will reveal the lucky number. And if you get it correct, you will have an extra special lucky day. But if you don't get it correct, you will just continue working on your psychic reading, mind reading abilities. So don't fret. You will still have a wonderful day if you get it wrong. But if you get it right, you will have something extra special good happen to you today. All right, I'm going to count to three and think of a number. One, two, three. All right, write that number down at the end of the episode. I will reveal that number. I wanted to discuss real-life demons and how we sort of get to this point where we have this show and where that is kind of... um, not so great that we're doing this, and I wanted to talk a lot about it, but let's talk about Dahmer. I'm not going to get into all the gruesome, gory details because there are plenty of things that discuss that, but I want to get into some of the the mind stuff, like what makes this demon. And, um, you know, there was a period between the 70s and the 90s where Dahmer murdered and sometimes ate 17 victims. He technically is a real demon of pop culture at this point. I mean, there are so many movies that have been made based on Dahmer. You have uh, The Secret Life, Jeffrey Dahmer, which was 1993. Another movie, Dahmer, from 2002. Raising Jeffrey Dahmer, 2006. 
the Jeffrey Dahmer Files 2012 and my friend Dahmer 2017. And now we have the Netflix Dahmer that is on with Evan Peters. I can't even tell you about books. Oh, there are tons and tons of books about Dahmer. And I just named the movies. I didn't name documentaries. And then you also have, on top of that, just clips. You can go to YouTube and you can watch the interview with Stone Phillips. You can go and watch the trial. So Dahmer uh, died in 1994. He was killed in jail. But at this point, he has become something beyond this. And I want to talk about that. So let's just say this is kind of how we get something like Dracula. Now, Dracula is a book by Bram Stoker, but some people say it's based off of Vlad the Impaler, who was a real person. And this Vlad the Impaler is a hero in Romania, but some people look at him as an awful person who would you know, sit down and eat his victims. Um, there is a lot of awful stories about Vlad the Impaler, but you get so far away from the original event that it sort of becomes mythicized. Is that the right way of saying it? Where we now have this character, Dracula, and he's turned into a sexy vampire character. Will this happen with Dahmer? That's going to be the question. Uh, we have Elizabeth Bathory, which I brought up on a TikTok recently. Now, Elizabeth Bathory started her killing spree around 1604, but she did torture servant girls with her husband before he died in 1604. And then once she went off, she killed at least 600 girls. And now she's the blood countess. And, you know, you might even dress up as Elizabeth Bathory for Halloween, Um how long does it take for a real-life awful event to become something? And how does that happen, right? How, how long does it take? And then why does it become soft, I guess we would say? Something where you can joke about it. Um, you could dress up as Halloween, as Dahmer. You know, like you look at that and you look at the way school shootings went you know, when you look at Columbine, we focus so much on the shooters. And then we had so many school shootings here in America to the point where they started saying, stop talking about the shooters, just focus on the victims. And in America, we sort of have this weird fascinate. Well, I think true crime is fascinating all over the world. I don't think it's just America. But with this, did we get to a place with Dahmer? where it might be just exploitive and not right. So let's say we have Dahmer. He's an awful monster, right? He is a demon. He is evil. We can say all these things. But when you watch the show or you look at the stories or read stories about him, was it that his mother took drugs while she was pregnant? Was it that his mother and father had a very uh, hostile marriage? A lot of fighting he was around. Was it also because he had surgery when he was like five for a hernia or a double hernia and he thought something awful was happening to him? They didn't explain anything to him. Um, did something happen while he was under anesthesia? Then we have the abandonment issues that he had, which comes up a lot in the story of uh, he didn't want these men to leave him there's also homosexuality 
this is something that he had to hide and didn't know have anyone to talk to. How much did that play into it? What if it was an open society that was okay? Could he have been out and not have gone so far? But that's see, the problem is this is not a LGBTQIA issue. This is obviously, yes, there are things that we can talk about like it would have been nice for him to be able to openly feel comfortable with being homosexual, but you don't get to the place of what you're doing because that's, that's a big problem. The idea that they associate homosexuality with this guy is just doing damage to the, uh, you know, LGBT community. And I, I believe I read that Netflix was tagging the new Dahmer as an LGBT, like, uh, category which is just awful they can't do that um but i and i'm sure if they are still if it's still up like that i'm sure they're going to take it down that category for it um we have other things like he had an interest in taxidermy so all of these things sort of put together this very complicated Dahmer figure the thing that I wanted to talk somewhat about in this as well is he had a fascination with two movies, Return of the Jedi. Now, if you know me, I am a huge, huge Star Wars fan. And Return of the Jedi, I don't see how he views it, and I'll explain that. And then the other one's The Exorcist Three. So let's talk about Return of the Jedi. He was fascinated with the Emperor character. And the emperor, in his eyes, was super all-powerful and could control people. And he could use the lightning bolts. And he could manipulate people and control them and be all-powerful. He also had yellow contact lenses. And the character in Exorcist 3 is Satan. So the attorney, during his uh, sanity trial, said that Dahmer became enamored, overwhelmed, caught up in the character in The Exorcist 3. The character was Satan because... He was the personification of evil. And Dahmer felt like that was also him, that Dahmer was Satan or the personification of evil. And this character also had the same yellow contacts that the emperor had in Return of the Jedi. And it is said that he would make his victims sit and watch the entire film with him before they were killed. Now, I don't see the emperor. Well, first of all, you have to jump back to 1994 before the prequels were out, before there was all this Disney star Wars stuff, there was only star Wars empire and Jedi. And there wasn't much of the emperor. So we're not talking about if you're younger and you watch the star Wars stuff and you're thinking about emperor Palpatine, we're not talking about the Palpatine, that we kind of know now, who is kind of just, I think it's a joke, I hate the prequels, but the idea of a 1994 Palpatine is just that old, grisly, evil-looking man with the yellow contacts and, you know, this battle station will be quite operational when your friends arrive. That's my emperor. I'm actually got like a little sore throat, so let's hope uh, I'm not too awful sounding to you. So I don't see how he saw the emperor and Satan almost as the same type of character, but you have to understand 
Jeffrey Dahmer was not about killing the victim. He ended up doing that because he wanted to do what he wanted with the bodies and he didn't have a way of being able to have them just stay still and he can do whatever he wanted. So he would have to kill them and then he could do whatever he wanted. And that's what he needed. If he could have done that without the killing, he would have. And he tried. That's why he drilled the holes in their heads and poured chemicals in because he was trying to make zombies. And that way they could stay with him. They wouldn't leave and he could do whatever he wanted and they would be under his control, just like this Satan character or the, the emperor from Return of the Jedi. He wanted to have that kind of power over them. He would actually go out to the clubs to pick up men wearing yellow contacts. And he actually would watch these movies before he would do this to get himself psyched up enough to go out and get these uh, victims and bring them home and do what he wants with them. So he never considered himself a Satanist. Now, when you're watching the Dahmer movie or the series on Netflix, they have this scene where they pan over and you see the um, uh, Satanic Bible on the desk. And I, I kind of find that like a little too much. He probably had it maybe, but he didn't consider himself a Satanist. Now he might've related to the Satan character in exorcist three, but he did not consider that he was a Satanist. The similarities between the Satan character and the emperor is just that his drive was to be able to get men that he found attractive into his place and he would be able to control and do whatever he wanted with them. And in the beginning, it was just he had to kill them to keep them still so he could do whatever he wanted. And then he tried to make them zombies. That didn't go too well. But that was his thing. If he could get away with just having a zombie men that he could do whatever he wanted with, he wouldn't have been killing them. Now, I don't know how long he would have kept a zombie around would he have waited uh, two weeks and got bored with it and needed another one and then have to dispose of the zombie body? I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. The other thing was he didn't, because of his abandonment issues, he didn't want them to get away from him. And they would leave, and he didn't want them to leave. Now, I find this scene, now this is a spoiler if you haven't watched. It's not really a spoiler because we know that Dahmer killed these victims, but it's a spoiler to how they reveal this killing. So Dahmer had this fantasy about picking up a hitchhiker and killing the hitchhiker and doing having his way with this hitchhiker. And the hitchhiker is Stephen Hicks in real life, and he's the character that they have Dahmer pick up, and it's his first victim. And Dahmer, the, the dude's basically hitchhiking. He wants to go to a concert and meet his friends. So Dahmer's like, yeah, I'll take you there, but let's go have some beers at my place first. So he goes back to uh, Dahmer's place, and they're sitting around, they're drinking beers. Now I'm going to talk about how it was revealed in the Netflix series. They're sitting there having a good time, but then the dude's like, yo, man, it's getting late. We got to get out of here. We got to go. I got to meet my friends. And Dahmer's like, yeah, yeah, we'll go, man. Just relax. Just chill out. Let's have another beer. And the dude's like, come on. Are you ever going to drive me? And Dahmer's like, yeah, yeah, just come on, man. Let's have one more beer and then we'll get going. And then he's like, why don't we have a beer on the road? And, and they kind of get in a little argument over this. Um, and at one point, Dahmer tries to kiss Stephen Hicks. And the dude's like, yo, 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 I'm not that way. And Dahmer's like, oh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. 
But the dude, the dude, Stephen Hicks, is pissed off at this point and wants to go. So he's like, I'm just going. I'm going to be late now, but I'm going. And Dahmer is in tears and saying, don't go. So we're bringing, here's the problem. In this scene, we are empathizing with Dahmer. And we are relating to Dahmer being sad that this guy wants to leave him and he can't have him. And they've been doing this for the first four or five episodes where we're sort of seeing this Dahmer be humanized. And I, I'm not 100% against that, but it misses the point here. We have a victim, this Stephen Hicks. And basically, Stephen Hicks yells at Dahmer and says he's leaving, calls him the F word for a gay person, right? And then storms off and is going out and Dahmer picks up a weight and, you know, hits him on the back of the head as he's leaving and then kills him. And then Dahmer's freaking out like, no, 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 no. Almost like he's upset that he did this. And we have a situation where they... We don't. We know that there was no one else in the room, right? It's Dahmer and his victim. So we don't know what really was said. We don't know how it went down. We don't know anything like this. But the, the people who made this series decided to make this Stephen Hicks character almost like a homophobic dude who got angry and had to leave. Poor Dahmer can't, you know, it, that's what that's what it scene is doing. Now, I heard, and I'm not finished the whole series, but I heard it gets better where they start focusing on the victims. But there are so many issues because there are families that are still around of the victims and they are opening all these wounds. It is re-traumatizing people because this is being put out. And it's number one on Netflix as far as the series. Um, and I'm watching it, so I'm just as guilty. I love watching documentaries. I like true crime shows and podcasts. I want, listen to crime junkies and things like that. But I feel like when we get to the place where we start making these series about a character and making them sort of Ah, I don't know how to say it. It's a myth, right? It's a myth of who this person is. And you put Evan Peters in the role, and I'm going to use the kid's word. You have people simping over Evan Peters because he's like really ripped. He's sweaty while he's working out. You're going to have all this happen. And we got this kind of romanticizing of Dahmer. It really feels like a lot of the stuff I've read is that it's queasy watching this but it really feels wrong watching this series. Now, I hope it changes, but the idea that we take this show and put Dahmer in this sort of light where, yeah, he's strange, but he's misunderstood or he can't really be himself or he was trying to, you know, he loved you know, taxidermy and cutting up animals because it was a way of him bonding with his father. There are so many things you're going to get influenced by this series that we're now creating something that in 10 years, 15 years, Dahmer's going to be, if he isn't already, he becomes this sort of character, uh, almost like how Charles Manson became where people sort of, he becomes cartoonish. We get this cartoonish version of this awful human who did these awful things to real humans who suffered. And we don't have those stories. We're, we're getting 
Dahmer's version or, or the kind of like, I don't know. I know this is like not so much about demons, but I'm talking, I wanted to talk about this because this is kind of how we create demons and these myths. Contact me on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok and say, hey, James, I disagree. I think it's a great show and I think we should have shows like this. Or I do agree. I think that this is really not healthy. And here's the reason why. People do not read much or try to better their understanding of things. They get their information from usually one source and they take that source and they run with it and that's all they know. So they watch this show with Dahmer and that's as far as they will go and they will say, oh, you know what? Oh, he really wasn't that bad. I mean, I can understand why he did what he did. That dude was like a homophobe and he was like calling them names and he just wanted to love him. Like, you know, they're going to have all these thoughts because that's the way it's being portrayed and they won't go and look at it at all. There's a good example is um, Oliver Stone's JFK. There is so much wrong information in that movie that most people to this day still use that movie as a way to prove that there was a shooter on the grassy knoll or all this other stuff. And, and a lot of the stuff they use as examples in that movie are just plain false and have been debunked and people don't bother to go and look any further than what they watched. And now they're like, Oh, I'm an expert in this topic. And so that's, what's happening here. I think, I think this is what is going to happen and it's going to keep happening. And we create these demons out of real life people. And it might be, how we got some of our demons that we talk about. I mean, you have thousands of years ago, somebody like Dahmer living, and they don't know how these victims are being dismembered or something like that. Of course, there's a story that comes up about some monster or demon that's living out in the woods that's taking children. I think today it won't evolve to that in some cases, yes. So if you look at Ed Gain, Ed Gain influenced Psycho. Ed Gain influenced Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ed Gain influenced Silence of the Lambs. Dahmer can also be that way where we create new characters that were influenced by real-life serial killers. That's possible. But I think that is one area where we'll get new monsters, new demons, the other thing is cart making a cartoon version where it's sort of like, I always find it funny that Freddy Krueger is so well-loved uh, where parents will like, have my, look at my kid dressed up as Freddy Krueger. And it's like, you know, Freddy Krueger is a pedophile, right? But you decided that your child dressing up as a pedophile who kills children is funny and entertaining to you. Like, it's so bizarre to me that before Toys R Us went off the grid, you could go into Toys R Us and buy a Freddy Krueger doll. You could buy a doll of a character who is a pedophile who kills children at Toys R Us. That's what I'm talking about. We create these characters and they get sort of very comic-y and cartoony and we lose... Now, in, in Dahmer's case, it's a real real person. So it's even worse if we end up going to the Toys R Us and they have the, you know, do a Dahmer doll. And by the way, do a Dahmer, I put that up on Instagram. Do a Dahmer was high school. He would be, he wasn't this recluse. I mean, he had some friends 
And there are people who are like, yo, Dahmer, do something silly. And he would do it silly, something weird or offensive or whatever, but it made the kids laugh. And that was called doing a Dahmer. It's not eating people, which I'm sure now, if you said do a Dahmer, that's what they would probably think. I don't know. I wanted to discuss this and hopefully open up a uh, conversation. If you go to my Facebook group, the School of Dark Arts, you can find that in the show notes. You can jump in. That would be a great place for us to keep this conversation going. I'll put like some questions up and you can respond. So go over, join that. That's going to be in the show notes. Um, so let's reveal the number. And the number is 33. If you got 33, good luck. If not, give it a try in two weeks. Okay. So that's my rant on the Dahmer series on Netflix. I wanted to talk about it because I like to talk about how demons evolve and how we're probably seeing something that maybe not even our lifetime, but you know, if you think about in a hundred years, how will we look at Dahmer? Probably the same way we look at, well, look at uh, what's his name? H H Holmes, right? Um, it's just a fascinating story or Jack the Ripper is even better. Jack the Ripper. You got this guy going around doing this stuff, which Uh, By the way, I love this podcast. Um, It's about Jack the Ripper. And it talks about the way women in that time period were treated in London and how they had to do, you know, whatever they could to survive. And I love this podcast because what the thing they ask you in the podcast is – who did Jack the Ripper kill? And if you guys answer right now, say it. And I bet you all said prostitutes. And that's the story we've been told. But if you listen to this podcast, uh, it's called Bad Women Ripper Retold. Bad Women Ripper Retold. And what, and what I love about this is it really goes in and talks about the victims, the women, their lives, who they were, why they were, where they were on that night, where, and, and were they even prostitutes? It's such, I think it's based on a book, but it is such a great podcast. I can't recommend it. Uh, and I think that's what I'm trying to get at, is that when we think about this Dahmer show, we're going to get so far away from the truth and the victims that we get to the Jack the Ripper story where it's this Jack the Ripper and he's this mystical guy who's going around and killing prostitutes. And those women were in the wrong place because they were doing bad things and that's why they're dead. And, you know, what's going to happen with Jack the, I mean, Dahmer, will the victims end up being, well, they were all drug addicts or they were selling drugs or they were prostitutes and that's why they're all dead. And had they not been that, had they not been homosexuals who were doing bad things, they might be alive. That's probably where we're going to end up if we don't focus on victims instead of the killers and then turning them into these heroes of the dark world, I guess. I don't know. I just made that up. All right. I got to get going. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go check out all the links in the show note and definitely check out my newsletter because I want to share the coloring book. You're going to love it. Uh, my friend Chris, I love his artwork. It's so unique. And so Chris and I went to high school together, 
we've known each other forever. And I used to sit behind him in history class and he would draw these characters and he's always been into demons and things like that. So he was the perfect artist that I thought, man, I want to do a coloring book of the Ars Goetia demons. Chris is the perfect guy for it. And so uh, we've been having a blast putting it together. And I really want to share all this with you in my newsletter each week. And it goes out every Friday. So please, um, it also helps me because God forbid TikTok closes down or Instagram going with the newsletter. I have a way of contacting you about anything and nobody controls that. I have the way of connecting you through email and, and we're good. All right. Thank you so much for being there for me. It really helps me stay sane knowing that you are there on the other end of this podcast. Be sure to follow me on TikTok at James Ippolitti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.